Hey Westside family, my name is Eric Johnson and I serve on the production team. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. Love you guys and enjoy. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I have been um, just, I was seeking God, what kind of what kind of message should I bring to um, our congregation for Mother's Day? And I was seeking out um, a story. And so if it's okay with you this morning, we're gonna we're gonna do a Bible story, all right? Um, it's a story of an amazing woman who was a beautiful example of an incredible mother. And her name was Yahaved, which in Hebrew means Yahweh is glory. And it's worth noting that she's actually the first person in the Bible to have a name with a divine element such as Yah, which is the shortened of Yahweh. And it was one of her children who actually asked the Lord to show me your glory. If you haven't figured out who this mom is yet, she was the mother of three amazing children, maybe more, the Bible doesn't necessarily say, um, Miriam, Aaron, and Moses. She's most, a famous, she's most famously accredited to Moses. So we'll say, oh, that's the mother of Moses. But yet she had more children than just Moses. And as I was studying out, I was blessed to see the totality of her motherhood. We are given very little information but yet her parenting style reflects great value. And so I want to give you a little back history to the story before I read you some scripture. And you'll find this in Exodus chapter 1, starting in verse 7. So if you want to jot that down or you want to go back and read, um, you can. But the setup is that Israel, the people, God's people, they were flourishing. They were doing well. They were strong in number and strong in power. And a new Egyptian king had came onto the scene, and he recognized God's people were flourishing in number and mighty in power, and he was mad. And he was like, look at these people. He recognized it, and he was afraid of them. He was afraid what would happen is that this group of people would um, pair up with enemies and take them over. And so he said, we're going to make them miserable. We're going to make them our taskmasters. We are going to deal with them in a very harsh way. We're going to be aggressive over them. We're going to take care of these people because I don't like what I'm seeing. So when he did this and he began to persecute them, they became, they even flourished more and became even mightier. So he goes to his next level. How many of you know sometimes people are like, oh, if that didn't work, well, now I'll show you what will. So this is the kind of mean king this Egyptian king was. So he saw that they were becoming mightier. So he went to um, the, the, the midwives of the Hebrew women. And he said, this is what I want you to do. When they have a boy, you kill it. And if they have a girl, you can let them live. But the midwives of the Hebrew women did not do that. And they let the babies live, boy or girl. And so the king declared, he said, you know what? This is what's going to happen. 
Um, now I'm declaring that every boy that is born must be thrown into the river and every daughter can live. And so this is what's happening when we come into this story. There's great persecution for God's people because the enemy sees that they're flourishing in number and in power. But this is also where we see the beautiful love of a mother and her children unfold. And we're going to read Exodus chapter 2 starting verse with, with verse 1. And a man of the house of Levi went and took a wife, took as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. We see insight to Yochaved as a mother when we take a closer look at the children she raised. In this area of scripture, it doesn't say anything about Miriam. It doesn't say anything about Aaron. It doesn't even list her name in this area of scripture. You find that as you study out God's word in other verses. I want to tell you a little bit about her three children. Miriam, she was the oldest. And as we read in Exodus, she played a very significant role in aiding her mother in the safety of her younger brother, Moses. She courageously watched from afar And she bravely made the suggestion to Pharaoh's daughter to find a nurse for the baby, knowing that that nurse would be her very mother, Moses' mother. And later in life, we see in Exodus 15 that Marion is called a prophetess. She's actually the third person in scripture after Abraham and Aaron to be given the name prophet. Not only was she considered a prophetess, But she was also the first worship leader in scripture. She led the women of Israel in song and dance with instrument after they had crossed the Red Sea. She was a responsible, obedient, strong, assertive, spiritually attuned daughter of Yochaved. Now let's look at Aaron. Aaron was also called a prophet. You'll find that in Exodus 7.1. He was God's mouthpiece. To Pharaoh after Moses begged God to send someone else. Send someone else. Don't send me, God. I can't do this. So who did he give? He gave Moses his brother, Aaron, and Aaron was the mouthpiece. Later, he was ordained as the first high priest for the Jewish people, and every high priest thereafter would come from the line of Aaron. He was willing to be available to whatever the call God had for him, 
He was submissive to God and to Moses. He was obedient to do as the Lord said in word and in action. If you remember in the word of God, um, there's an area where the, the rod is thrown down. And it's not Moses that throws the rod down. It's Aaron. He would be the voice piece and he would be the action Um, He was obedient to do as the Lord said in word and action. He was supportive to his brother and faithful to God. And then comes Moses, saved from death by his mother. The author of the Torah. That's the first five books of the Bible. Um, We call it the Pentateuch. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The books of the law. He's also known for leading the the Israelites out of that bondage because we see he was born in a time of what? A bondage, of persecution. They didn't like God's people. And we see that he was born during this time, saved during this time for an anointed calling to bring God's people out of bondage. Most familiar is probably uh, the paintings you see of the Red Sea being split apart and the people going through. Um, He was a man of strength, of patience, perseverance, a man of faith. He is one of the faithful that is listed in the book of Hebrews. He was humble. He walked with God. It says face to face as a man speaks to his friend. These are three pretty amazing children, wouldn't you say? And every child has great potential. Every child that is born has great potential because every child that is born is born with purpose, created by God, formed within your womb for a plan and a purpose that God has for them. These three siblings had a mother who instilled in them an unshakable faith through her own example. What do we see about her in God's word? Today I see that there is beauty in this mama, and today I want to remind you that there is beauty in every one of you mamas that are here. Um, We set up outside a little flower bouquet bar for you to make yourself a a mini bouquet to take home. How many of you ladies made your mini bouquet already? Or someone made it for you? Yay! (laughs) Um, Do you know that, that flowers and giving of flowers goes back to the ancient days of the Egyptians and the Greeks and the Roman Empire? And it is a societal way of expressing affection, appreciation, compassion, acknowledgement, thoughtfulness, And at times, it's just a powerful tool to communicate what we sometimes don't know how or what to say. You are loved as a mom for all the things that you bring to your children. You are loved. You are appreciated. And today, we wanted you to have a bouquet because we wanted to acknowledge our appreciation to you as a mom. And maybe... You're like Yaakoved, and you bring some things to the table for your family, Mom. And I want to list some things that she brought. And maybe you'll relate to some things that you bring to the table, because sometimes you don't always get to hear um, how great of a mom you are or that you're appreciated for all the things you do. But there are some things that I feel like she can be attributed to um, 
why her kids turned out the way they turned out. One is we see through scripture that she walked in wisdom. She hid Moses, it says, three months. Now the siblings are older. Aaron and Miriam were both older siblings. And they knew that their mama had had a baby. And they knew the predicament of what was going on because many mothers in that time Their babies didn't live. Their babies were tossed into the river and killed. But they knew that their mama had this baby, and they knew that she, um, what she was doing. They saw their mama's love and her strength to walk this out. She had to have pondered and have sought God on what to do. Some of your children have seen you walk through circumstances where you've had to seek God for wisdom in how to walk it out. Some of you have been through some hard things, decisions you've had to make that maybe no one else knew outside of your home, mom, but the other kids in your home watched, watched you walk through this. She had wisdom. Maybe you're like Yochaved in the fact that you call out who your child is. You see, the word said, if you caught it when I read it, that she looked at him and said, he was beautiful, or she didn't say, but she saw that he was beautiful. And that word beautiful actually translates to means um, excellent of its kind. She acknowledged who her child was. And some of you moms are really good at acknowledging who your children are. You call them out for who they are. Man, you're an amazing athlete. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're creative. You're so wise. You speak things over your children, and perhaps they're things that maybe no one else has spoken over your children but you. But at birth, you saw who they were. And from birth, you have spoken over them and their talents and who they are. Thank you, Mom, for calling out who your kid is. Maybe you're like Yokoved and you are a thinker and a planner. I don't think it's coincidence that she placed Moses where she placed him. I don't think that the plan was just like, oh, that she pondered on it three months. Just think about it. You don't go for three months, what am I going to do? And then you're like, here, older sister, just figure it out. That wasn't the plan. She strategically thought out and made plans on how she could navigate through this. She knew he was to go in the river, and oh, she put him in the river, all right. But she had a plan on how to put him in the river and where he should be put in the river and how it was going to be done. As she gathered those bulrushes, I bet she was a praying mama. How many of you mamas have had to think through some things and plan some things, and while you were doing it the whole time, you're praying over your child? God... I hope this works. I hope this is you. I hope you're in what I'm doing because this is what I'm feeling led to do. And you begin to prepare and plan. That is what she did. She had to have known the path to where Pharaoh's daughter bathed. Some of you mamas are so good at thinking and planning and preparing. You're constantly working out the details and seeking God on behalf of your children. Some of you are strategic in your parenting. Thank you, Mama. Maybe you're like Yochafed because you are creative. She built an ark of bulrushes, put all the asphalt and pitch so that it would be a waterproof basket that he wouldn't sink in. 
She put Moses in there and then sent him down the river. And some of you moms are so stinking creative. (laughs) Others marvel at your creativity. Some of you are going, that's not me. I'm not that mama. (laughs) And then others of you are like, yeah, I am pretty good. Like, Pinterest was created for me (laughs) to display all of my um, creativity. But some of you have this gift, and you exquisitely are able to be so creative, and it's such a blessing to your children. You know, my kids, I don't have a cricket or any of those other things, so I can't make them fun little cups and T-shirts, but some of you do that for your kids, and it's amazing. (laughs) Thank you, mamas, for your creativity, for putting it into action. Maybe you're like Yokoved, and you're an influencer. See, she instructed Miriam on how to help save her brother. She gave her instructions of, this is where you're to go. This is where you're to place him. You're to wait. She influenced her, guided her, instructed her to be a part of God's plan is what she was doing. And some of you have children that you're guiding and instructing. You're influencing them with your faith. You're influencing them by the way you handle situations. You're influencing them, and they are leaning into you, and they're trusting you, even if they don't say, I trust you, I trust what you're doing. Even when they don't tell you that, they're watching you, and they see your influence, and they're taking your advice, and they're moving one foot in front of the other because of you, Mama. Maybe you're like Yokoved this morning because you're a mother of faith. She trusted in God with the hard things. She didn't really know what the outcome would be. And how many of us mamas do things and we're like, I don't really know what the outcome would be, but I trust you, Lord. My faith is in you, Lord. You've never let me down, God. You're a good God. You're a faithful God. God blessed her actions. Pharaoh's daughter not only got Moses, but she had compassion on him. It says when he cried, she was moved with compassion. And Yochaved, she ended up being the one to nurse Moses, which during that time could have been up to the time he was five years old. So in this very important part of Moses's life, she got to actually be right there She didn't know that that would be the outcome. Like, I don't know if it was me. I'd probably be like, Lord, just let my son live. Like, I'm doing this that my son would live. Not only did he live, but she got to have him back for a period of time. A mother of faith. And then she got paid for it. It said that he said, I'll give you the wages. So she got like a double blessing in there. Isn't the faithfulness of God just like that? The goodness of God that we pray for this and he gives us much more. He's so good. She was a mother of faith who God met her where she was at and he blessed her beyond what her heart's cry was. So maybe your faith is setting the example to your children so that in their future, they too can remember what God has done for you and they too will put their faith into action because there's going to be things that have happened in your household's mom that they're going to remember how you handled it, how you stood in faith, how you talked to them about what God did for you, what you've prayed for, what your expectations are. And they're going to look back and that is going to encourage them in their faith. My mama did it. I can do it. My mama said it. I can say it and believe it too. Maybe you're like Yochavet. 
because you are courageous and strong. She not only put her life on the line for her child, but had she have gotten caught, they probably would have all been killed. After spending those first years with Moses, she had to be courageous and strong to then let him go. Her time was up. And moms, I think that's one of the hardest things we can do is let our children go. But she trusted God. She trusted God with him. And some of you have courageously had to make hard decisions and choices for the better of your children. Some of you have shown a strength that only your kids will understand. Some of you mamas have had to let your children go in different ways, and you are trusting God with the outcome even today. The world needs more Miriams, more Aarons, and more Moseses, which means the world needs more Yahavids, mothers who will be all the things I've mentioned, mothers who will walk in wisdom, mothers who will call out their children for who they are, mothers who are thinkers and planners, creative influencers, mothers of faith, mothers who are strong and courageous. And I want you to look around the room today. Go ahead, look around, turn around, see who's by you. There are those mothers in this room. And I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for all that you've done for your children. I'm so thankful for the example that you are. Now, here's the kick. These three children were by no means perfect. They all fell short. I chose to read to you this morning the positive of who Miriam was and the positive of who Aaron was and the positive of who Moses was. The good things they did for the kingdom of God and the love that they had for our heavenly father. But make no mistake, they all three made huge mistakes. They all three paid for the mistakes they made in different ways and there were consequences to their sin and their wrongdoings. None of us raised perfect children. But what we can see from this is we do have the opportunity to lead them and guide them to the choices that they then they have to make. And God's grace and mercy covered all three of her babies. And how many of us know that even if our kids go wayward, even if they make wrong choices, God's mercy and grace is there for our children. That's why we're mothers of faith, because we trust God. We trust God even when we have to let them go and we have to say, God, they're in your hands. But here's the thing. It does not negate the fact of what they did for God in his kingdom. And our mistakes does not negate the fact of our love for God. Our mistakes don't define us. They were God-fearing, loving people who made a difference in this world. All three of those children. So mothers, I want to remind you this morning that you are beautiful. You are all unique, just like the beauty of the flowers outside. Because each of you will navigate motherhood just as differently as each one of your bouquets are this morning. There's probably not two bouquets that ended up being the same. Maybe you tied it with a different bow. Maybe you put a different extra piece in there. 
We're all unique. Keep being the beauty in your children's lives. And remind yourself this morning, mamas, how valuable you are. In closing, I want to make mention of two other, or give some credit to some other ladies in the story. If you heard me mention in the beginning that there were some midwives, they were told to kill the baby boys, but they did not. I want to go back and I want to read you in Exodus, and they don't have the scripture back there for it. In verse 19, it says, The midwives, and go back a little bit further, it actually gives these ladies names. It says, The king of Egypt spoke to Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Sifra, and the name of the other, Pua. And he said, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stones, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it's a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God. And they did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the, mil- mid- the, la- 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 saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. You think that was true? Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and grew very mighty and so it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for them they were told to kill them but they did not they feared God and they covered these children with wisdom they used wisdom to figure out what they needed to say And God blessed the households of these midwives. They were women who we don't know if they ever had children. We don't know if they had children of their own. But they were women who stood in the gap and fought for children who were not their own. And I want to say thank you to the ladies who stand in the gap for the children who are not your own. What a blessing you are. What a blessing you are when you stand on righteousness as a woman of God, knowing what is right and wrong, and you're in the gap, filling in for those that are not your own. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. And the next person in the story that I want to make mention of is the other mother, and that is Pharaoh's daughter. You see, she was the adopted mom. She was the mother of Moses. Her compassion led her to take Moses on. When she saw him crying, she could have had a cold heart that said, send him down the river. What happens, happens. But she didn't. She saw him, she was moved, and she made, took him in and made means for him to be taken care of. He was given provision. He was given favor. And ultimately, he was set up to do the work of the Lord because he's the one who brought his people 
out of bondage, out of slavery, into a new place. Pharaoh's daughter was an answer to Yochaved's prayer. She wanted her son to live. And she wanted him to continue on. And this mama had to let him go. But God had another mama that was there to come in and adopt and make provision and be there to raise him. We don't always know what people go through. We don't always understand everyone's story. And moms sometimes have some hard choices to make. Sometimes there's choices of regret, guilt, shame. Mothering is not easy. But what I can tell you this morning is each and every one of you, whether you're a biological mother, whether you're a mother through adoption, whether you're one of those ladies who have stood in the gap and fought for other people's children, you are a blessing. You are beautiful, Mama. You are beautiful. And sometimes you'll get to hear your children say that. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you'll walk in a place of just trusting God as you let your children go. And sometimes you'll get to hold their hand and walk them through the fire. But I see in this room some amazing women. I see in this room creative women who have done some amazing things. I see planners and thinkers and influencers. I see women of faith. I see women who have trusted God, women who have been courageous and bold to walk in territories they've never walked in, but they've done it one foot in front of the other, trusting God. And you are beautiful. And this morning, I wanted to bring to you a message from God's word that would remind you that your job is important, that your job matters. And even though sometimes it gets hard and sometimes as moms, we can just feel like we bombed. I think one year I I shared, you know, a silly story of, you know, I do stuff all the time, guys. Yesterday, Abigail showed up at this softball clinic and I thought, well, she probably needs to wear softball. I should have called Tiffany. (laughs) I thought she probably needs to have the pants on, the socks on. She goes out there. And she's like the only kid with the socks and the pants on. I'm like, oh my. She didn't think anything of it. I'm so glad she's the child she is. <laughs> but I'm thinking like, at first I put her in shorter socks. And Jonathan told me the shorter socks weren't cool. And I'm like, I see these girls with like some shorter socks and the pants on. I, I'm trying to keep our daughter cool out there. And he's like, no, you don't do that. You need to pull the socks up. And so then I, we go with his route. And then she gets out there. I'm like, she should have had on shorts. Sometimes we just can't get it all right. We may not be the coolest mom. We may not be the whatever. I don't know what we think we need to be. I know what we need to be, though. Women of faith. That's what we need to be. Women of faith. Who's willing to carry out the calling on our life. Who's willing to be obedient and go forth whatever God has for us. 
Stand to your feet this morning. I want to pray over you that you would feel so encouraged this morning. Encouraged that you are loved, you are needed. Encouraged this morning that God is not done with you. Encouraged this morning that you have made a difference. We're not perfect mamas and we're not raising perfect children. But we can be faith mamas instilling in our children great things and pray for them to make right choices. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. If you're, if you're here this morning next to a mama, would you just put your hand on her, hand on her back or hold her hand or... Lord, I just thank you for these mamas this morning. I thank you, Lord, for the blessing that they are. I ask this morning that they would rise up in confidence knowing that you have called them, knowing, Father, that they are doing good things. Father, I just ask if there would be any moms here this morning that has any guilt or they have felt like they've done things wrong or that they've messed things up that father that would just be washed away and wiped away and they would be reminded that it's okay that it's all right that things are going to be okay and that lord that you would just bless them this morning father with joy i just ask that our moms would be full of joy this morning god i ask that you would bless them with peace if there's moms here that's in turmoil lord and they and they're struggling father that you would just give them peace i ask for rest over anxiety for our moms our moms that struggle with anxiety god i just ask that you would just take that anxiety this morning and you would place peace in their heart Father, I thank you this morning, God, for health over our moms. If there's moms here that are struggling in health and they don't feel well or they just haven't been able to do the things they normally do, I call out health over our moms, that they would physically be well in Jesus' name, that they can do the things that you've called them to do. Father, for those that struggle and they just feel like mentally, God, that they just can't, that they're walking with a fog over them. Lord, I ask that that fog would be lifted and there would be clarity of mind that's given to our moms this morning, Lord. Father, for those moms that are seeking you, Lord, for needs in their household, God, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to meet their needs. Lord, you see moms who pray for their babies to be clothed and fed, and they pray for their babies, Lord, to, to have things that their kids need, whether it's shoes or clothes, whatever it be, God. Friends, Lord, you see the cry of a mom's heart. And God, I ask that you would intervene this morning and meet the needs that are there within their households. And Father, I pray over the weary mom this morning that strength would arise in them, Lord. That you would give their bodies rest and strength to endure, to persevere, and to keep going towards the things that you've called them to do, Father. Lord, I thank you for these moms, that they're out there in the highways, in the byways, Lord. They're in the workforce. They're in their homes. They're in colleges. God, they're doing great and mighty things for you. And I ask, Lord, that they would be refreshed to do all that's on their plate. Lord, you see that sometimes it feels overwhelming. But I thank you this morning, Lord, that you'll lighten the load, that you'll send friends, other moms along their path that will help them. Lord, you see the ones here this morning that need someone to come and give them a helping hand. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll send people alongside our mamas, that they can feel the help of other moms. Lord, I pray blessings 
over each and every mom today. I ask that today would be a beautiful day and that, Father, as they see their flowers, that they would be reminded that they are unique, they are called, and they are beautiful. And, Father, I thank you for it in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.